0: Fires to the end zone, has a man open. Touchdown,
1: Justin Blackman. Some people call me the space cowboy. First down at 10 to the 32. Is in a down the What's up, everybody? My name is Colby Powell. Back with another episode of Locked On Pokes on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Uh, appreciate everyone who joined us for the first episode. We are back for more. Make sure you head over to Twitter, follow me at Colby J Powell. There, you can see some of my retweets from the official Twitter account for Locked On Pokes. That is at Locked On Pokes on Twitter. Make sure you go follow there, where I'll be tweeting out Oklahoma State news. And Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and if you like it, go ahead and give it a nice rating. We appreciate everyone being with us. Today is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays throughout the football season, we're going to take a look at what all Mike Gundy had to say in his Monday presser, kind of break that down, give you quite a bit of Mike Gundy audio on Tuesdays, as uh, there's usually some pretty good stuff that comes out of what Mike Gundy has to say in his Monday press conferences, Uh, obviously 26-13 win over Kansas State this past Saturday, now moving forward into Texas Tech, but there was a lot to get to from Saturday's game. You know, the defense played really well. Thailand involved early, kind of disappeared, as did the entire passing game in the second half. You know, in the second half of that game, Spencer Sanders only attempted six passes and he only completed three, which means in the second half he only completed one more pass to Oklahoma State than he completed to Kansas State. So that is obviously uh, something, you know, you would have liked to have seen that passing game be a little more crisp. And Mike Gundy gets into that, talks a lot about Spencer Sanders, uh, and we'll get into some of that as we go. But I did talk about that defense, and a big part of what Oklahoma State did defensively was getting Kansas State off the field on third down. They were not allowing those third down conversions, allows your defense to get off the field, get on the sidelines, prop their feet up and be ready for that next drive. Here's what Mike Gundy had to say about his team's third down defense Saturday night against Kansas State.
0: We talked about this at, at Oregon State, about uh, we, we had so many plays we couldn't get off the field. And we got off the field the other night, I think it was one of 13. And so defense plays 58 plays. Uh, if they convert five of 13, then you're going to be close to 80 plays. You'll be 75 plays or more. So you stop them on third down, you get off the field.
1: Some great stuff there from Coach Gundy talking about the importance of getting off the field on third down. It's not just that particular possession. It's the number of plays your defense faces throughout an entire game. You look at the week prior against Texas, you know you faced 55 plays against Kansas State defensively. One of 13 on third down were the Wildcats. The week prior against Texas, Texas was 8 of 14. On third down, which is not an acceptable rate for any decent college football defense. Uh, Texas, you know, by virtue of those third down conversions, they ran 71 plays in that game. And Oklahoma State's defense just did not have it in them at the end of the game. So getting off the field on third down, very key for Oklahoma State Saturday night against Kansas State. They'll look to keep that going this Saturday against Texas Tech. I thought that was one of the biggest stories from the game on Saturday. The other uh, big story was obviously Chuba Hubbard and his monster monster day now it is tough for a running back to win a Heisman trophy it is nearly impossible for a running back from a non-blue blood to win a Heisman trophy I looked at I believe it was ESPN's Heisman watch yesterday and they had Jonathan Taylor as the number four overall player in the Heisman watch Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin Chuba Hubbard was not listed for a point of reference Chuba Hubbard on 128 carries has 938 rushing yards Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, 84 carries, 559 rushing yards. So he's nearly 400 full yards behind Chuba Hubbard, and he's still listed higher on the Heisman watch. Do with that what you will. But Coach Gundy was asked if a running back can win a Heisman, and then the follow-up in there is whether Chuba is that kind of back. Here's what Mike Gundy had to say about his star running back.
0: Oh, sure, I I think so. I think it's it's just comparable to numbers from the past. I mean, that's all we have to go on is – I don't have any idea, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna compare him to whoever won the last Heisman that was running the ball. What were his numbers? What was his numbers? Yards per carry, things like that. I would say that that would be the direction they would go.
1: See that type of back that could do that.
0: I mean, he has been up to. If you you know you ever go to horse races, and you're like you bet on a horse and and he's winning and he's there, and he's still it's only halfway and you like hear people yell, stop the race, stop the race right now, I win. Well, if you stop the race right now, he's in good shape but we got a long ways to go. He's got to stay hungry, he's got to stay humble, got to continue to work hard. That has not been an issue with him up to this point. Um, so if he starts to read his press, think he's pretty good, back off in practice, it won't be as good. I don't think he'll do that. If he stays strong, if he stays humble, he'll do just fine.
1: Gundy is absolutely right. Chuba Hubbard will be compared to running backs who've won the Heisman in the past. So four years ago, Derrick Henry won the Heisman at Alabama. Derrick Henry was an absolute monster that season. Now, he played some some better teams on that schedule. He played a top-five LSU team that he went for nearly 300 yards. He went north of 200 against a top-20-ranked Florida team. Uh, He had nearly 300 against Auburn that year. So Derrick Henry was an absolute monster. But take these stats into account. Four years ago, Derrick Henry, when he won the Heisman at Alabama, a blue blood, which we talked about. That helps a ton. He had 570 rushing yards through five games, at 6.1 yards per carry. Chuba Hubbard right now has 938 rushing yards through five games at 7.3 a carry. Again, 938 to 570, 7.3 a carry to 6.1 a carry for Derrick Henry, who won it four years ago at Alabama. Now, obviously, being at Alabama gives you an immediate leg up in the Heisman race, and Derrick Henry won that one. Oklahoma State probably does not have the... Uh, ability to lose more than one game the rest of the way and have Chuba Hubbard even get to New York, even if he stays on this same pace, because that is an award that is so geared toward best player, best team, which hurts a guy like Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma State, no matter how monster of a season he's having. It doesn't mean it can't be done. It was done in 1988 when Barry Sanders had arguably the greatest College football season of all time from an individual and Barry Sanders in 1998, th- pardon me, 1988 through five games had 1,002 yards on 130 carries, compared to Chuba's 938 on 128 carries. And remember, Chuba Hubbard only carried the ball eight times against McNeese State because Oklahoma State didn't need him to carry the ball any more than that. So if you don't need him to carry the ball, why not save his legs? And that's what they did. Against, uh, against McNeese State. So Chuba Hubbard off to an absolute monster start to his season. Hope to see that continue going. Uh, everyone, make sure you head over to Vivid Seats and make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 this is the Lockdown Pokes podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Glad everyone is with us. Make sure you head over to Twitter at Colby J Powell at Locked On Pokes. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast. Rate this podcast. Uh, we appreciate everyone being with us. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, let Mike Gundy talk about Spencer Sanders a little bit in this uh, in this segment because. Spencer Sanders, look, he's off to a good start to his career, but like we talked about earlier, only six attempted passes in the second half. A lot of that had to do with the way Chuba was running the ball the score of the game, things of that nature. But in the second half, Spencer Sanders had three completions to Oklahoma State and two to Kansas State with those two interceptions, one of which... Was a throw back across his body into the middle of the field. So he's a young player who still has a lot to learn. Uh, here's Mike Gundy talking about Spencer Sanders' play on Saturday night. He
0: he didn't throw the ball as well as he would have wanted to, um, uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. If I knew, we would have uh, we would have put a plan in place prior to that. Um, but uh, he, he's still ultra competitive. Uh, you know, he would like to run the football more. Um, we're we're in somewhat of a preventative measure there um to to protect him as much as possible and he just continues to get better at each game he's going to make mistakes you have to live with that when you're when you have a young quarterback Um, but as long as he competes and has the work ethic and leadership that he's showing up to this point he'll improve each game
1: a lot of good stuff there i certainly agree that saturday night was not spencer sanders best effort he is still learning as oklahoma state gets into the season two uh, conference games in now for Spencer Sanders, obviously the game Saturday night. And then against Texas, he was 19 of 32, 268, no touchdowns, two interceptions in that game. He did rush the ball for more than 100 yards and a touchdown in that game. So I think Spencer is certainly having a, a bit of a learning curve in conference play. And that's to be expected. You know, it seems like we've been waiting to see this guy play forever. He's still just a redshirt freshman. He, he still only played five games collegially and the immediate follow up to that answer from Mike Gundy was about spencer sanders vision of the field the way he's seeing it do some guys just have it and some guys don't well, what's the deal with that and here's what mike gundy had to say and this is kind of a long piece of audio but there, there was just nothing i could take out here he goes into a long rant about playing donkey kong video games so uh just stick with it here because this is great classic stuff from mike gundy talking about his quarterback play and then delving off into the world of donkey kong
0: we've had quarterbacks that uh I'm trying to think. Um, You know, Mason started to get it about midway through his second year. Um, You know, if you remember back with him, he would have some games he was really good, and then he'd have games we'd come in here and he didn't play very good. And that's kind of what you're talking about. Uh, I, I can vaguely remember going through things like that myself, and sometimes there's not really a reason why these things bother you, and then sometimes it's clear as day. Uh, but he's doing very well for where he is in his career. Um, he's got a very bright future. Um, is he the finished product? By no means no at this point.
1: The more experience he gets, the better he'll see. Yeah, just the more vision,
0: just to, you know, anything else you do, the more you do something, you know, new video game comes out, and the more you play it, you're a lot better. I mean, it's, it's really the same thing, same concept. Did you ever play Donkey Kong? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like when you started on Donkey Kong, you could never get past the, 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 the elevator lever. Frogger. Well, yeah, Frogger or, or Defender. But, but, but really, Donkey Kong's a better example because, you, you know, you had the barrels and then right. you had the, the, uh, the, the structure. And then the third level was the, was the uh, elevators. And that right. that's third jump you had to make to get up to get over. It took a while but after you did it you know 50 60 times you could make that jump and then you were set you had a chance to set the high score it's that jump it was that jump you know the timing that you had to have
1: at the elevators
0: yet no he's on the barrels no i'm joking he's not on the barrels the barrels is easy that's the easy one you know um that's where you uh, but anyway we'll get off donkey kong he uh, he's doing fine he's on the structure now and he's conquering that and he's he's working to get to the elevators and uh, he's probably past the first jump the second one's not as bad the third one's a tough one. Have you been playing Donkey Kong recently this seems very vivid in your mind. Uh, I do yes I do I'm a closet Donkey Kong guy so uh, well because when you compete with you, when you compete with your um, you don't have kids old enough. Right. Well, my kids are old enough and I can't compete with them in any of the games they play. So I have to try to get them to play Donkey Kong periodically because I'm, I'm pretty good at Donkey Kong. Or or both? What's that? Gage or Gunner or both? Uh, Gunner doesn't even play video games anymore. It Just Gage. Yeah. There used to be a Godfather's Pizza on, um, on uh, uh, Reno Avenue in Midwest City. And I'd ride my bike up there and uh, play Donkey Kong all the time. Set the high score. Can you imagine that? Kids riding their bikes. Nowadays, nobody rides a bike anywhere. Isn't that amazing? All right, what, let's, let's talk about tech. We're awful on all kinds of stuff.
1: Classic Mike Gundy taking us down the world of Donkey Kong. Uh, good stuff there from Coach Gundy. And, you know, talking about his quarterback, Spencer Sanders, and his ability to see the field. He even talked about, you know, this guy's only five games in to his collegiate career. He. he Talked about Mason Rudolph, and we're going to talk about Mason Rudolph here in a little bit because he had a big game last night in the NFL. But Mason Rudolph, obviously, as he got later into his career, was able to see the field much, much better, made better decisions, made better plays, fewer mistakes. And I think that's what we'll see from Spencer Sanders, but there's going to be a certain level of patience that needs to be required from Oklahoma State fans because he, he's not a finished product. And I think that's what Mike Gundy's trying to tell us. He is not a finished product. You cannot expect the world from a redshirt freshman. Oklahoma State's 4-1, and a narrow loss to Texas, a team with high expectations, hoping to win nine, maybe ten games this season now that they've really got things rolling. That being said, it's Spencer Sanders' redshirt freshman year. So if Oklahoma State does win seven or eight games this year and you're disappointed, just remember, this is a young player at the most important position on the field. So you're going to have to give him some time to grow and become a better quarterback. Haven't talked much about Tylen Wallace yet. Got to get to a break. Whenever we come back, we'll talk about uh, you know Oklahoma State's strategy of getting Tylen Wallace involved early and then that being taken away. What Mike Gundy has to say about that, and then you know whether he talks to his offensive staff about who gets how many touches. Because I know yesterday I talked a lot about uh, the fact that you know nobody on the receiving core hardly touched the ball, there was very little variety in the passing game uh, in terms of who was being targeted on Saturday night. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back uh, right here. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. Subscribe to this podcast and rate this podcast. This is Locked On Pokes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Colby Powell. Go follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. That is the brand new Twitter account for this podcast at Locked On Pokes. Make sure wherever you're listening to this podcast, you subscribe and rate. I would really appreciate it. Glad everyone's with us on this Tuesday. Hearing from Mike Gundy, what he had to say yesterday. Every Tuesday, we'll take a look at what Gundy had to say the previous day uh, about the previous week's game, uh, and then looking ahead to the game this Saturday against Texas Tech as well. A big part of the game Saturday night was Tylen Wallace involved early and often. Tylen Wallace had five catches in the first quarter right out of the gate. It was pretty obvious that they were going to force the ball to Tylen Wallace. Now, you can only do so much, and when the defense takes away what you're wanting to do, you have to make the adjustment. So what Oklahoma State did Saturday. They really used the pass to set up the run. All that throwing to Tyler Wallace early really backed the defense of Kansas State off. They said, okay, we're going to have to play uh, you know, a, a man over the top on Tylen Wallace. We're going to have to keep everything in front. And then Chuba Hubbard went absolutely bananas. Uh, Mike Gundy was asked, about getting Tylen Wallace involved early and kind of what Kansas State did to take that away. Here's what Coach Gundy had to say about his star receiver. I mean,
0: we always take a guys, you know, when we were lucky enough to have multiple guys, we say we got to get them going in the game. I think every coach does that. They allowed that to happen early and then they took that guy and they played him over the top of him from pretty much the second quarter on and allowed us to rush the ball a little bit more effective.
1: You put him in the backfield at once. How did that come to be?
0: Well, it didn't come out good uh sure liked it in practice um but it was not the result we were wanting we were looking forward to him running in and scoring um we blocked it incorrectly
1: yeah obviously kansas state changed the way they were defending tylen wallace after that first quarter when he just torched them and you look at what tylen wallace did in that game hot early very little uh you know after the first quarter even those five catches in the first quarter and then he went a little bit cold still had the big catch. Up the sideline where he was kind of backwards somersaulted into the wall on a hit by the safety. It was a phenomenal catch, and he still had eight catches for 145. It was a very quiet eight catches for 145. But that's what you like to see out of Tylen Wallace. You you take what the defense gives you when, when the defense was giving Oklahoma State Tylen Wallace early. They took advantage of it. Chuba Hubbard had only three carries in that first quarter. When the defense decided to take Tylen Wallace away, what did Oklahoma State do? They took. What the defense gave them, they gave the ball to Chuba Hubbard, allowed him to run for nearly 300 yards. Now, who else touches the ball in Oklahoma State's offense is going to be a big question moving forward because Dylan Stoner has been a complete non-factor to this point in the season. Haven't seen much from Jordan McRae lately. Landon Wolf hasn't been nearly as involved. Same with Jelani Woods. So Mike Gundy was asked, you know, do you talk to your offensive staff? Do you try to have a a built-in plan for this guy gets this number of touches, things of that nature? Here's what Mike Gundy had to say about determining who gets how many touches in each game.
0: Well, you have Chew and Wallace that are gonna be at the top of the list, and then you've got your receivers. You you have 17 is there and one is there. Um, We're getting good play from, from X, 12 and 35 and those guys, but it just, the ball hadn't gotten to them very much. They're not doing anything that's, d- that's disappointing. They've actually improved considerably, and they need to get the ball more than they have. But um, I-, I think most everybody would agree that it's important right now that 30 gets his touches and two gets his touches.
1: It is certainly important that 30 and two get their touches. There's no doubt about that. I'll be interested to see what the offense looks like moving forward in terms of how much – those other guys get involved, because Mike Gundy even said it there. Those guys are playing pretty good football, and those guys need and, quite frankly, probably deserve a chance to touch the ball a little bit. And you're just harder to defend whenever you have more ways to attack someone. Look, I understand Chuba Hubbard and Tyler Wallace have been going absolutely bananas, and and that's great. Really, that is great. I'm, I'm happy for both those guys. They're playing great football. But I do think at some point... Uh, you'd be well served to get more guys involved. And I do think that Oklahoma State will do that going forward. Uh, a big part of the onus on that falls on Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders has to be able to get multiple guys involved on the offense, get the ball to Dylan Stoner, to Jordan McRae, to uh, Jelani Woods, Landon Wolf, all these guys. That, that falls squarely on the shoulders of your young quarterback. So we'll see what Spencer Sanders looks like going forward, trying to spread the football around. Uh, I did want to take a look uh, at a tweet. We've got a tweet, Calvin Bundage on Twitter. So last night, Boone Pickens State tweeted out a, uh, well, first, let me take you back to yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, Calvin Bundage tweeted out a picture of himself in uniform uh, last year in the Missouri State game. And in all caps, he said, be phenomenal or be forgotten. To which Boone Pickens State replied with a gif of him doing his little arm thing. You know Calvin Bundage is a little arm thing where he swings his arms back and forth after he gets a sack. It's kind of his sack celebration. So they tweeted a gif of that to which Calvin Bundage quoted and said, soon. Sounds like Calvin Bundage will be back sooner rather than later, which is going to be big for this Oklahoma State defense. Everyone knows how electric he is rushing the passer, but, you know, it's just more depth on that side of the ball with a quality guy who has experience, who you know is a good player and can go out and do what you need to do at that position. So, Cowboy fans uh, will be much looking forward to the return of Calvin Bundage. Now, when he says soon, does he mean this Saturday against Texas Tech or in a few weeks against Baylor? I don't know, and it's a question for the coaching staff as to whether they would want to bring him back this Saturday against Texas Tech depending on whether he is at 100%. Because remember, following Texas Tech is the bye week before you play Baylor. So if you leave Calvin Bundage out against Texas Tech, then you get two full more weeks of recovery before he comes back against Baylor. I think that'll be something to watch with both of those starting tackles as well. If they're 100%, run them out against Tech. If they're not, don't suit them up. You should be able to beat Tech anyway, and then those guys will get two full more weeks of recovery before they uh, face Baylor on homecoming weekend. So Calvin Bundage's return is soon. I know that for a fact, straight from uh, from the Twitter of Calvin Bundage, that uh, return is on its way. Make sure you head over to Twitter, follow me at Colby J. Powell, follow the podcast at Locked on Pokes, and subscribe and rate wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, this Saturday against Texas Tech, Matt Wells did say yesterday on the Big 12 conference call that it is going to be Jet Duffy Going forward at quarterback makes a ton of sense for Texas Tech. he started in you know some situations last year when Alan Bowman was out with injury Alan Bowman again out with injury and jet Duffy is the second best quarterback on that roster. And Jed Duffy's still not very good. I I have no concerns about Oklahoma State this weekend against Texas Tech. This line is only at about nine and a half right now. I expect that line to get to double digits before this game kicks this weekend, and I would expect Oklahoma State to cover that because they're a much better team than Texas Tech, particularly with no Allen Bowman. Uh, Mason Rudolph last night. Mason Rudolph, 24 of 28, 229 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. A QBR of 87.4, that's out of 100. And then his quarterback rating was 124.6, that's out of 158.3. It was Mason Rudolph's best game to this point as a pro. Uh, Couldn't be happier for Mason Rudolph. I know everyone is rooting for him, and he had a great game last night. Hopefully he can continue to do that. He's the starter the rest of the season. I will say the Rudolph to Washington combination has not come to fruition i haven't done enough to know whether he's not creating space or whether mason rudolph is looking for a lot of check downs which we know he did yesterday james Conner and jalen samuels the two running backs for the steelers each had eight catches so he was checking it down a lot but for, for a certain reason that that's what the defense was giving him so only one target for james washington last night no catches I don't think you Oklahoma State fans should be too alarmed uh, about James Washington not touching the ball much. Juju Smith-Schuster last night, the number 1 receiver for Pittsburgh, had 3 catches for 15 yards on only 4 targets. So, Mason Rudolph and James Washington will find that chemistry. In the meantime, it's good to see Washington play well. It's good to see him lead the Steelers to a win. I know that'll do a ton for his confidence, especially doing it on national TV on Monday Night Football. All right, that's all we've got for you today. Back tomorrow with more Appreciate everyone listening. Remember, get on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Follow uh, both of those. Subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you are listening and make sure you're back every day as we continue to break down Oklahoma State football season in full swing. Cowboys, Red Raiders this Saturday. We break it down throughout the week. Make sure you keep listening every single day right here to Locked On Pokes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.